The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. What makes a successful entrepreneur? One who is constantly worried about the success of their business to the point where they don't have any time for themselves? Or one who keeps an eye on business but also makes time for the rest of their life? Welcome to Reclaim Your Freedom with host Shirley Dalton. In this program, you'll learn how to create an amazing, successful business and still have time for a life. Now, here's Shirley Dalton. Hello and welcome. Thanks for joining us today, wherever you are in the world. And I trust 2017 will be a fantastic year for you, both personally and for your business or career. You're listening to Reclaim Your Freedom and I'm your host, Shirley Dalton. You've most likely heard that LinkedIn is the platform for business. But what does that mean? With so many options for digital marketing these days, how do you know which is the right option for you? Well, today you're in the right place because our guest, digital marketing specialist and LinkedIn evangelist, AJ Wilcox, is going to share his secrets so that you can profit from using LinkedIn advertising. Welcome, AJ. Thanks so much, Shirley. It's a huge pleasure to be here. Yes, and I know that you're doing us a special favour today because you haven't been well, you said, for a couple of days. You've had a, a nasty lurgy. Yeah, I've been uh, running a, an over 100 degree temperature for the last uh, last three days, but I'm, I'm, I think I'm coming back. Okay, well thank you so much for being with us and uh, we'll do our best to make it easy for you. <laughs> so AJ, you've got a long history of successfully using digital marketing for business and like all good love affairs, you got to play the field before falling in love with the LinkedIn ads platform in 2011. Since then you've scaled and managed among the most sophisticated accounts worldwide. And in 2014, you founded b2linked.com, which enabled you to specialise in training, consulting and account management for business owners and entrepreneurs. On a personal note, you're a proud ginger, triathlete, and your company car is a go-kart, and you live in Utah with your wife and four kids, so it sounds like heaps of fun. Oh man, I'm just a, I'm just a really big kid is what that means, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well we, we don't use that term so much in Australia, a ginger, but my husband uh, is what you would call a ginger as well. We, we would say a redhead. So. Oh, cool, okay. Uh, and I've also heard, it, it, is it Ranga? Yes, yes. Okay, yep. all right. Uh, I try to get my Australian slang. Good. <laughs> and it's weird, you know, we have, we have the most ridiculous sayings and things like that that, you know, you, you can't actually logically piece together. You think, well, how did you get that from that? But anyway. <laughs> yeah. So, AJ, tell us a little bit more about your background. How did you find yourself in the digital marketing field and what led you to LinkedIn advertising? Yeah, so it goes back to college. I was actually attending a university here in the state of Utah um, about... Was, it's been a little over 10 years ago, and 
I got a job on campus doing technical support. It was doing like uh, managing internet connections and servers, and, and it was it was all very techy and, and it's awesome stuff. I'm a very technical person, and I was earning more money on campus by doing that job than any other on-campus job. Um, and the entire time I'm studying marketing in school and I'm going, how in the world am I ever going to get, I mean, you know how students are, that they have these, these irrational fears. How in the world am I ever going to get a job in marketing if my experience is only in technical? Mm -hmm. And then it, in one of my classes, uh, one of my marketing classes, a guest lecturer came in and spoke about search engine optimization. Mm -hmm. And as he was talking, I remember this light bulb going off in my mind where I, I said, wow, this is the perfect blend between technical and marketing. That's what I want to do for the rest of my life. And so I remember going up to to this guy at the end of class and just begging him for an internship. And uh, and, and he brought me on, and that, that was the beginning of my digital marketing career. Wow, I, I, I had goosebumps as you were talking then. Um, you know, <laughs> I, I, and I get so excited when people know exactly what it is that they want to do because once you know it, it's really easy to then just go out and make it happen. And like you were saying, you know, you you begged this guy and uh, got him to give you an internship because you knew exactly what you wanted. And I, I think that's, you know, that's another point to make there too is that when you do know what you want, you can just go for it. Yeah, I think if it were just something that were kind of waiting in the wings, I, maybe I had a passive interest, I wouldn't have gone and begged the, him for an internship. I might have applied, you know. But I'm sure the, when he was interviewing people, he, he looked and was like, well, AJ, he's extremely passionate. We should probably take a chance on him. So because of the fact that I made that connection, I'm sure that's what got me started. Yeah, and I'm sure that's what makes you really good at what you do as well because you have that passion and you just know it. And, you know, and I just, I was imagining you sitting in there thinking, ah, oh, this is it, this is it. <laughs> I'm really excited for you. So, so, and, you know, for a lot of our listeners, they feel like that around their business too, but so much so that they're working 24-7, which is why we want to help them to uh, today in particular to make more money, get more profit from using the LinkedIn advertising and, uh, and also to create their ideal business lifestyle. So you're going to show us how to profit from LinkedIn. Is it for everyone or is it just for particular industries? Well, so I like to say that there are two different sides to LinkedIn. You have the organic side, which is the just using the platform to connect with people, um, you know, making connections to the right people, all of that, and that's entirely free. It doesn't cost you anything. You don't have to have, uh, you know, one of the upgraded profiles. And then you have the side which I'm really good at, which is the the digital advertising side, and. This is a side where every single time someone clicks on one of your ads, you're paying usually between about six and eight dollars, uh, depending on who that audience is. And so, if you're on the organic side, I, I think LinkedIn always makes sense. I mean, it, since it doesn't cost you anything and you're finding the right buyers in a business-to-business -business angle, uh, I think it always makes sense. Now, on the digital advertising side where I'm at, I have found that the sweet spot is if if you're in business to business, either product or service, and your lifetime value or your deal size is over about $15,000, then it's an absolute no-brainer, like you're going to make money. Uh, if you're under that, you may still be able to make money, but it's, it's, it's going to be harder to, uh, harder to make that work. You're going to have, have a few months of uh, trying to optimize into it. Um, and then the other thing I'd say is that it 
almost always makes sense for white-collar recruiting. It's really, really easy to reach those passive job seekers um, that, uh, that are really, really valuable in, in recruiting. That's really interesting that you say that because um, my niece in Australia, she was complaining that, you know, she's, and she's young, you know, how the, what do they call them? I forget, the millennials and, um, you know, she's yeah. been with the company a couple of years and, and done just about everything and was looking for something, but she hadn't actually gone out and made any taken any action towards getting another job and bang out of LinkedIn comes uh, you know an opportunity um, for, for a much better job and I was just blown away I thought wow how did they find her she wasn't even looking oh yeah yeah LinkedIn is great for that I mean if you don't um, I, I was talking to the VP of HR for a large technology company mm -hmm. and she was telling me that that uh, she doesn't even use any other profile, or sorry, any other service anymore. Um, she has one of the recruiter licenses to LinkedIn, and that's all she uses. And so you don't have to be out there actively tuning your profile. If you have a profile, she's going to find you if you have the right, uh, you know, the right titles and the right skills. So yeah, obviously, just make sure you have a profile if you're if you're job seeking, because that's what all the job the job searchers and recruiters are looking for. Right, okay, well that's probably a conversation for another day, but just for our audience that are listening because they're entrepreneurs, business owners, leaders and managers, uh, so there's another opportunity for you and what you were saying there is an um, absolute no-brainer if you're into white-collar recruiting. And uh, I just want to come back and you were saying about the sweet spot. So you, I think I heard you say that it... it it really works if your lifetime value of your customer is 15000 or more. Um, and if I did hear that right, would you explain for some of our listeners who may not be familiar with the lifetime value? Sure. Yeah, so basically if, if you're going to make over $15,000 from a customer, whether it's in a single deal or whether it's like a, a subscription service where they're going to be paying you over time or you're going to have recurring revenue from the client doing a deal with you and then coming back later, um, that's kind of what I mean by lifetime value. So if, if someone's going to be coming back and, and paying you more money, it doesn't necessarily mean uh, that... You know, because you only made fifteen or let's say fifteen hundred dollars on the first deal, that you shouldn't be doing LinkedIn if they're going to be making fifteen hundred dollar orders every you know three months for for eight years. Then you know it's obviously great. Yes. And yeah, and the reason why you want to make sure that your your deal size or your lifetime value is over about fifteen thousand uh, dollars is really twofold. The first is because the clicks on LinkedIn they're actually pretty costly when you compare it to other social platforms. Um, I, I usually see somewhere between about six and eight dollars uh, cost every single time someone clicks. Which if you're comparing that to Facebook ads, you're probably looking at like a dollar fifty for the, the same clicks. Um, Twitter's probably more like a dollar eighty, dollar ninety. So it is more expensive, um, but you're you're paying for the the awesome targeting is what you're doing. And I'm really pleased that you made that distinction for people um, because a lot of people think, oh, well, I've just got to be out there advertising. But you've actually given some parameters there and some criteria. So for our listeners today, have a look at your lifetime value of your client. And, you know, if it makes sense for you, then, you know, keep listening. I mean, listen anyway, because there's going to be lots of good information. But, you know, particularly getting that right and in the particular audience that you're advertising too. So 
why should we consider advertising on social media platforms like instead of Google AdWords where we're already accustomed? Yeah, so I feel like most people in digital marketing have had some sort of experience with Google AdWords and lots of business owners just because that's really where digital marketing started. And what is so cool about uh, about Google AdWords is you get to specify, hey, when someone is on Google searching for these keywords, so when they're searching for something that I do, I then want to trigger my ad. And so because of that, you get really high conversion rates. You get people who are really, like, they're already ready to do business with you because they're actively searching. Um, and that's fantastic. The problem is that when I send a lot of AdWords leads to a sales team, the feedback I always get are, are two things. Number one, thank you. These leads are totally hot, but, and there's always a but, do we have a way of qualifying these folks a little bit more? Because we're talking to the CEO and we're talking to the proverbial janitor and everyone in between. Is there a way that we could only, uh, you know, filter out, uh, let's say filter out anyone who's not VP and above? And that's what's so great about social advertising is it's the exact opposite of, of search. Um, you're losing the ability to target people by what they're currently searching for, but you're gaining that ability to target them by who they are and their propensity to actually do business with you. And so, for instance, on LinkedIn, you can say, I only want someone to, to even see my ad if you have a CEO title in the consumer packaged goods industry, for instance, and, and you have to be in a certain location, and maybe you have to have a certain set of skills. Um, makes it really, really good for uh, for getting access to that. And then the other part is that when you're doing when you're doing search advertising, uh, there are a lot of people who don't have keywords associated to their uh, their product or service that people are actively looking for. Maybe they're kind of a disruptive uh, a disruptive technology, or maybe it's a, a product or service that that people don't know exists yet. And so you kind of have to rely on display advertising or social advertising to to reach them and let people know that this even exists. Okay. Um, so I'm just, you know, I was just writing down as you were saying that then and explaining that and uh, you were saying, yes, we're getting a lot of hot leads. But what I'm hearing is between uh, the CEO and um, the janitor, as you say, what I'm hearing there is um, not the decision maker necessarily and um, and what you're saying with the LinkedIn is that you can actually really qualify in terms of the position, the decision making, the location, lots of different things. So we're going to leave it there and when we come back let's look at how LinkedIn is different from Facebook ads and AdWords. Stay with us, we'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Do you want to get the media to notice you, your brand, or your business? Just Tonfeld says it's easier than you think. He should know. He set a Guinness record for being interviewed the most times in 24 hours. 112 different radio stations. He can also show you how to get featured on major TV networks and national newspapers. In fact, he's giving away many of his top secrets to listeners of this show. Just go to MediaCheatSheet.com. That's MediaCheatSheet.com to get the free info on creating the media attention you deserve. 
Shirley Dalton's mission is to inspire, educate, and support you to be, do, have, and feel what you want. That's why she recommends using Mind Movies. Create your very own digital vision board. Take it with you on your smartphone, tablet, or computer. See it, hear it, feel it, have it. Go to ShirleyDalton.com slash go slash Mind Movies. Again, that's ShirleyDalton.com forward slash go forward slash Mind Movies. Get started today. Sign up right now to create your idea. Deal business lifestyle. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Reclaim Your Freedom with Shirley Dalton. If you have a question or a comment about the program, please send an email to questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com. Again, that's questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com. Now, back to Reclaim Your Freedom. And we're back. Wow. We've been talking today with AJ Wilcox, who's a digital marketing specialist and also founder of b2linked.com and what I'm loving about today's conversation is that AJ is actually giving you the context and lots of companies and uh, other marketers will say here's what you need to do go and do this but if you don't actually understand why and if you don't understand the parameters in which you're working then it's not really going to help you and as AJ mentioned in his um, introduction that he was sitting there as a tech guy so he knows all the technical but also looking at the marketing and he's been able to really combine that for us and just you know already we've learned that if your lifetime value of your customer is less than $15,000 then maybe you want to assess it a little bit more and we've looked at the difference between using Google AdWords and the keywords and whether your company or your product or service actually has some keywords that people might be looking for as opposed to looking for the actual decision maker or position or location, something that you can uh, really qualify on. So I think it's worth just exploring that a little bit more, AJ, and then look at how LinkedIn advertising is different from Facebook ads and AdWords. Sure thing. So AdWords, when it starts, bottom floor that people would pay every time someone clicked was somewhere between about five and ten cents and then it, it's really based on an auction system and so you know competitor number two would come in and so now to get in the first position you'd pay fifteen cents and then competitor number three would come in so now everyone's paying twenty cents and so if you can imagine that this is the first platform that came out around a keyword they've kind of hit an equilibrium uh, with um, with the market where the clicks cost about as much as they're worth and if you're not really on top of things your clicks can be too expensive and so AdWords in some industri- industries you'll find are, it's just too expensive and then in other industries you can you can find maybe some some golden nuggets there so you know I know of some industries where one click on AdWords can cost you know two or three hundred dollars and that's pretty painful um, so LinkedIn, they're they're pretty pretty standard there between about the six and eight dollars, and of course, uh, all of the ad platforms out there are based off of the same uh, the same technology of uh, it's an auction, and every new competitor uh, kind of piles on a little bit and and makes the bids a little bit more expensive. Um, but Facebook, just because 
they have so many people. I, I mean, Facebook users in general log on to Facebook 18 times a day, and so if you can imagine what that does for uh, for ad inventory, it just it makes a ton of inventory for advertisers, and so it brings costs way down. So Facebook advertising is incredibly cheap. Um, to consumers, I generally see it somewhere between about 15 cents and 30 let's say 35 cents per click, but in business to business, it's a little bit harder. And the reason why is because I think when people are on Facebook, they're, they're not thinking about, uh, about work or their career. And so when you're showing them an ad kind of tailored towards their, their work and their career, they may say, okay, that looks interesting, but I'll check it out when I get to the office. And, uh, and so you get less of a response, meaning that your, your cost per interaction comes up a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, th- Facebook also has some, I mean, they're making strides in business to business. They have some really good filters that you can target by. You can target by job title and company name, company size, company industry. I think they even have, uh, I think they even have one more there, which is great. The problem is in practice, not very many people are putting that information into their profiles. And so when you're trying to use that to target, you may have a little bit of success right at at first, and then when you go and say, okay, I want to double my budget, you realize that Facebook just can't spend that budget. Um, mm-hmm. LinkedIn, on the other hand, is just, it's fantastic because you're reaching like probably 95% of the, uh, of the professionals that you're trying to reach um, with the most precise B2B targeting out there. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I, I know, oh gosh, it'd be about a year or so ago, I had a, a program that I was offering and I thought, oh, well, I'll just do some LinkedIn advertising. I'm on LinkedIn. I've got a bit of a profile, got a bit of a network. And honestly, I had no clue. You know, the, up came the thing and what do you want to put in your ad? And I thought, oh God, I don't know. Put in a few words and, and who do you want to tell? Oh God, I don't know. And, and where's your picture? Oh, you know, and it was just, I mean, it, obviously it didn't work and it was a disaster. But it was, yeah, you really got to know what you're doing. So we may have had a technical issue ourselves today talking about technical things. And just to repeat, I was saying about uh, about a year or so ago, I decided to dabble in advertising with LinkedIn. But really, I had no clue. I didn't know my target audience. I didn't really know what to put in the ad. I didn't know what picture to put in. I didn't know what was going to stand out. And so, AJ, you really have to know what you're doing, don't you? Yeah, you do. And, and, you know, to be clear, anyone can advertise on LinkedIn. They don't need someone at an agency like mine to help them out. Uh, But there is a significant learning curve when you're looking at any different ad platform. And there are going to be some some big uh, hurdles to get over and some some pitfalls that that you could avoid by hiring someone like us. And so uh, what I'd like to do is maybe walk you guys through some of the, uh, some of the things to avoid a- as well as the checklist that me and my employees use to vet clients and, and get them started. Um, so I'm, I'm going to have, I'm going to walk you through the checklist and then uh, as an offer here, if any of you listening want to go to b2linked.com and and fill out the contact form. Just let me know that you listened to the podcast and and you want uh, a list of the um, uh, the checklist items. I'll be happy to email that to you so you have a, a written copy of it. Mm-hmm. So first off, before you get advertising, you need to have access to your company page. And if you don't have a company page, you need to create that. Um, and so in the written copy, I can give you the link to actually. 
uh, get that created, uh, or go to whoever has rights to the company page and have them grant your personal account access there. You'll need this in order to do what they call sponsored content on LinkedIn, which I believe is, is the most effective ad unit. Can I just ask a question there? Of course. Um, you're talking about a company page as opposed to a personal page? Yes. Yeah, so you are going to have your own personal profile, um, but then you can create a company page where it's usually when someone is listing their experience, they can say that they've worked at a certain company. Mm-hmm. And so in, in, in my past, I, I've had a, a, let's say I worked at a company called Orange Soda, um, I, I could have a little link to show the company page, showing how many employees they have and um, and all that kind of stuff. Oh, okay. Yep. All right. So that's something I've learned today. Yes. Good. And then you were talking about having sponsored ads. Yeah. And so next what you want to do is if you have run LinkedIn ads in the past, um, you'll you'll have an account already created. Um, but if you don't, it's really easy to create an ads account and you'll just, you just specify your company page and then it'll, it'll create and uh, it's very straightforward from there. It'll ask you to put in your credit card information. So number three, you need to have landing pages with offers. What I have noticed is that uh, on social advertising, it's not quite like search where someone is actively seeking you out, you're kind of derailing them from what they were already doing. And so uh, you're trying to entice them with with an offer. But realizing that because they're not looking for you, they're probably more in what you'd consider the the middle or top of funnel uh, in your sales process. Mm -hmm. And so you really need to entice them with something of value. Mm -hmm. So, So you're putting something there to grab their attention? So we've been having a few little technical issues today and um, just to recap, AJ was giving you his checklist for what he does when he is advertising in LinkedIn. Uh, So AJ, would you just repeat those first three steps, please? Sure thing. So first of all, you want to either get access to your company's company page or create it. Number two, you're going to want to either get access to your company's advertising account or create that. And then the third is get access to at least one landing page with a sort of content offer. And then generally that's going to be something like a white paper or an ebook or a webinar, you know, something where you're going to provide someone informational value in exchange for their email address. And then that's what you're going to use to start a conversation. So then your your fourth piece here is, you know, think of ad messaging or uh, or I mean, even if you haven't done advertising in the past, think of what you'd use to uh, try to entice that audience. Um, you know, maybe there are keywords that you tend to use in your industry that uh, you know that would make sense to someone that would catch their their eye. Uh, you know, maybe buzzwords of some kind. So be considering maybe any ad messaging you've run in the past that's been successful. You can try to bring that over into into LinkedIn. And number five is going to be, this is of seven, by the way. Um, number five is going to be figure out who it is that you're trying to target. LinkedIn's going to give you that opportunity to, to target by uh, their job title, their level of seniority in the organization, their maybe skills they have on their profile or groups that they're members of or industry or company size, the list kind of goes on and on. So get a detailed perspective of who it is that that you want to actually see your ads so that you can be ready to input those into LinkedIn. 
Number six is going to be figure out some imagery for your ads. So the imagery that LinkedIn uses, it's actually the same size as, as Facebook. It's 1,200 pixels wide by 627 pixels tall. And I would try to avoid stock photography. I would try to avoid anything that is white, blue, or gray as those are LinkedIn's color palette and you want to make sure that you can kind of stand out. Other than that, it, it's not too important what you do. Just make sure that it, it's uh, it's attention getting. Mm -hmm. And then number seven, um, get access to Google Analytics uh, so you can you know be aware of what that traffic's doing and that's that's the that's the entire checklist. Okay, well, we're just over time for a break. We're going to take a break here and let's come back and we'll just go into a little bit more detail in those last couple. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Shirley Dalton's mission is to inspire, educate, and support you to be, do, have, and feel what you want. That's why she recommends using Mind Movies. Create your very own digital vision board. Take it with you on your smartphone, tablet, or computer. See it. Hear it. Feel it. Have it. Go to ShirleyDalton.com slash go slash Mind Movies. Again, that's ShirleyDalton.com forward slash go forward slash Mind Movies. Get started today. Sign up right now to create your ideal business lifestyle. Do you want to get the media to notice you, your brand, or your business? Just Todd says it's easier than you think. He should know. He set a Guinness record for being interviewed the most times in 24 hours. 112 different radio stations. He can also show you how to get featured on major TV networks and national newspapers. In fact, he's giving away many of his top secrets to listeners of this show. Just go to MediaCheatSheet.com. That's MediaCheatSheet.com to get the free info on creating the media attention you deserve. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are listening to Reclaim Your Freedom with Shirley Dalton. If you have a question or a comment about the program, please send an email to questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com. Again, that's questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com. Now, back to Reclaim Your Freedom. And we're back. And we've just been through the checklist for advertising on LinkedIn with AJ Wilcox. Now, we went through that fairly quickly in the last bit there, AJ. So I just want to come back and, and reiterate. And also you mentioned that um, our listeners can also get a written copy of this from you if they go and fill in your contact form at b2linked.com. And so, correct me if I'm wrong here, you said um, the first thing is you want to access or create your company page. Second one, you want to access or create your company's advertising account. And then uh, the third one was to create a landing page, something that is going to grab people's attention um, to have an enticing offer there. And then fourth was to look at the ad messaging, so the keywords, the text, the buzz that you're going to include in your ad. 
Number five, look at who you're targeting to work out specifically if it's a job title, seniority, uh, the skills in the profile or in industry or a company size. Number six was the imagery and you gave us the pixel sizes for um, the images that we need was 1200 pixels wide by 627 tall and you said to avoid stock images and white, blue and grey otherwise it won't stand out. And then the last one you said was um, to then get the Google Analytics to be able to evaluate what's happening. So. Can you tell us a little bit more about that, you know, how, how you're evaluating, um, you know, is it number of clicks, is it number of people on your landing page, what are you actually looking for? Yeah, sure. So getting Google Analytics access is really important to us because we have um, we have a, a very complex reporting system that's pulling in conversion data and then it's plugging into other uh, other types of conversion sources. So uh, to give you a kind of a brief overview of what business to business marketing and advertising looks like right now is you know business to business advertisers have two really big hurdles that we have to jump over. We have first of all uh, these long sales cycles. You might get in contact with someone today and you might not actually have a closed deal from them for a year from now and so you have these these intermediate steps that you need to to track to see how well you're doing and if your spend is is being fruitful mm -hmm. and uh, and number two is you have all of those intermediate steps that are theoretically offline conversions meaning that Google Analytics isn't going to be able to give you data on them that would be things like a phone call with a sales rep or uh, or you know uh, several emails in between so um, so that's kind of what we have to get over with with um, with LinkedIn advertising, you have conversions that you can track right within LinkedIn's platform. That it'll be able to tell you how many people filled out a form that that uh, that you showed your offer to, and that's interesting. But what's going to be more interesting is how many of those people went on to become sales opportunities, or how many people went on to do business with you, and that sort of data only comes from, from being linked up to a CRM system of some kind. Lots of my clients are using salesforce.com for that. Okay. All right. So, you know, as, as most of our uh, listeners know and appreciate, we really do need to be measuring what we're doing so that we know what's working and what's not. And so um, what you, I think you articulated it very nicely there with the hurdles in that it is a long sales cycle and particularly if your lifetime value of the customer is over $15,000 then yeah we, and if that was say just the first order then you know, people aren't going to see an ad generally unless they're really desperate and in a lot of pain and then go oh yeah bang here do you know, take my credit card. <laughs> so Exactly. Yeah, uh, and then uh, measuring the intermediate steps, which, as you say, is not always online. So, um, is there anything else that we need to think about with social advertising and our sales process? Yeah, I, I think I mean, when you're visualizing the sales funnel, um, you imagine that if someone is is doing, let's say, it's Google AdWords or Bing Ads in, in the paid search arena someone is actively looking for you and so they're probably in that that bottom of the funnel ready to do business kind of area but with social advertising like I mentioned before you're kind of derailing them from what they were already doing and so because they weren't seeking you out 
naturally they're going to be a little bit higher up in the funnel. And so if all you've been doing is search activities, let's say search engine optimization or paid search, and you've been sending those leads to the sales team, the sales team is going to be used to having a conversation that digs right into, okay, how can we do business together? But with social advertising, because it is that, uh, you know, this person isn't necessarily searching for us, you kind of have to be a little bit lighter touch. You have to move the conversation to more of a, um, you know, let's start a conversation, um, type of arena, a higher in the funnel type of conversation, and that can be harder for some sales teams. So before I start any sort of social advertising, I like to approach the sales team and just let them know what to expect. Hey, when a lead comes from LinkedIn or when a lead comes from Facebook, um, this is a, a way to treat it. Okay, so what you're saying then is it, it actually may require some training or retraining for salespeople in that if I'm used to somebody who has a need for our product and then my my training is to actually ask them the questions to get them down to the point where they either say, yes, I want it and can I, can I have it, please? But you're saying that this is uh, a little different in that uh, some people may be in that pain but generally not because they're not out there actively looking for a solution. Exactly. And you're going to get lucky sometimes. You'll find people who happen upon one of your ads and go, hey, that's interesting. I'm really feeling that pain right now. And so you'll have people who do close quickly, but you can't count on it. You expect that kind of thing from paid search, but from social, um, it, it, you're going to be a little bit longer in the sales cycle. Okay, and that's that's good to know and, and good to have that expectation because if you put the ads out there and then you don't get a, a conversion straight away, not to worry that, that because that's not the way it works. Right. And even though these sales cycles are a little bit longer, it's really important to know that your sales team is actually going to really like these leads because they'll realize that, wow, I'm having a conversation with the CMO of Coke right now. Like, that's that's a really good lead. I, I don't care that she's not uh, actively looking for us. The fact that I'm in a conversation with her is, is really meaningful. So the sales teams don't generally mind the fact that you're giving them a, a better quality person. Um, just so long as, as they see the value of it. Mm, almost reminds me of uh, some do's and don'ts for networking. You know, when uh, we'd go to a networking function, the idea was to meet people and then to be able to develop a relationship where they could get to know, like, and trust you. And I remember one networking event, there was a guy I nicknamed the shark, and <laughs> any, <laughs> any new member, he just pounced on, on you and, you know, did his best to get you to sign up on the night. And, of course, the, the end result was everybody would, just go like fish, you know, as soon as a shark came in the room and they would swim away. And so what I'm hearing there is is a similar thing in that, it, you know, there's a, a, a do and a don't around the way that you interact with people, um, particularly when you're doing the social advertising. Oh, yeah. When we're on social, we're, we're really in like a self-exploratory phase. And uh, when you show someone an ad that says hop on the phone with our sales rep, nothing will make people scatter faster uh, <laughs> like your, your, uh, your shark in the middle of networking. Uh, it's true. You do have to do a softer approach. Yeah. Okay. So are there any other do's and don'ts for advertising on LinkedIn? Uh, you know, I've noticed a few things that, that tend to work really well and some things that I just haven't had a whole lot of success with. Mm -hmm. uh, if you are an ad agency or an, or an agency of of um, almost any kind, I have 
had a hard time finding success in in uh, in advertising on LinkedIn for agencies, and you know I've been struggling to try to figure out you know what is it about agencies that that makes this happen, um, you know even for myself. And uh, what I've come to the conclusion of is you know we as professionals we know so many different agencies. They're just you know agencies are a dime a dozen, and so if I see an ad for an agency, maybe I'm thinking. You know, I don't. Uh, you know, why would I click on and get to know another agency when I already know so many? So I don't know if anyone has any other ideas for for why that is. But if I'm advertising on behalf of a digital marketing agency or a web development agency, I just have a hard time getting people to click. You know, at all. So I would say, as an agency, it's probably worth staying away from. Um, I would say, like I said before, if you're smaller deal size, lower value types of conversions. Um, even if the targeting's great, I'd say LinkedIn's probably not great for you just because the cost of the click is so high that it's going to be hard to make that the, the click economics work there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, if, if you're in business to consumer, uh, generally business to business deal sizes are much larger, um, but it, business to consumer, LinkedIn's probably just not a great place for you just because you don't have that, uh, the targeting options. The targeting options are, are totally revolving around you know, who someone is professionally. So if you're in B2C, uh, if you're in e-commerce, I would say don't do it. It's, it's, not, it's not worth it. Um, on the do side, I would say I have found a lot of success advertising to both sales professionals and HR professionals. And I would attribute this to the fact that sales and HR roles are on LinkedIn uh, pretty much all day, every day. And so because of that, uh, it creates a lot of ad inventory and it brings costs down for everyone. And plus they're really active on LinkedIn, so I see them clicking a lot. So if you're targeting one of those two roles, LinkedIn might be a great place for you to start. Fantastic. All right. Well, we're going to have a quick break there. And when we come back, I just want to recap on your story and uh, what you're doing now as compared to what you did in corporate. So stay with us and we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Do you want to get the media to notice you, your brand, or your business? Jess Tonfeld says it's easier than you think. He should know. He set a Guinness record for being interviewed the most times in 24 hours. 112 different radio stations. He can also show you how to get featured on major TV networks and national newspapers. In fact, he's giving away many of his top secrets to listeners of this show. Just go to MediaCheatSheet.com. That's MediaCheatSheet.com to get the free info on creating the media attention you deserve. Shirley Dalton's mission is to inspire, educate, and support you to be, do, have, and feel what you want. That's why she recommends using Mind Movies. Create your very own digital vision board. Take it with you on your smartphone, tablet, or computer. See it, hear it, feel it, have it. Go to ShirleyDalton.com slash go slash Mind Movies. Again, that's ShirleyDalton.com forward slash go forward slash Mind Movies. Get started today. Sign up right now to create your idea. Deal Business Lifestyle. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio. Voice America Business Network. You 
are listening to Reclaim Your Freedom with Shirley Dalton. If you have a question or a comment about the program, please send an email to questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com. Again, that's questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com. Now, back to Reclaim Your Freedom. And welcome back. Well, we've been talking today about advertising on LinkedIn, but what we've also been talking about is generally looking at your sales process and your sales funnel. And uh, AJ Wilcox has been sharing what he's learned. He's shared a checklist with us today and also some do's and don'ts and particular audiences that work best with LinkedIn. So thank you, AJ, for sharing that. AJ, take us back to the sales process. You know, if what we were saying before was you place an ad in LinkedIn and you're telling LinkedIn, here, I want this ad to be put in front of these particular types of people or this role. And then because they're not necessarily searching for a solution to a problem they've got, out of interest because of the ad or because of something that's happening for them, they happen to click on it and you said that's where we go then to a landing page and we're going to give them something of value, could be a white paper or content. So what happens then? You know, they're, they're like they've clicked on the landing page, they've come from LinkedIn, but then what happens? Yeah, so when someone lands on your landing page, they're generally going to fill out that that uh, their personal information to get access to that, that white paper or content. And when they do, they technically become a lead to you. They've exposed their email address to you. And you know, like we mentioned before, you can give that information to your sales team and have them start up a conversation. Um, but remembering that they, they've only opted into seeing content. They haven't raised their hand and said, yeah, I want to talk to a sales rep. And so you do have to have much more of a soft approach. But because we are talking about a high cost of ad and we're talking about larger deal sizes, tracking just becomes crucial. Mm-hmm. So what I've found is has been like the, the best practice for the industry has been you will show a form to them that's asking for maybe their first name, last name, email address, and maybe phone number, but you're going to have some in, some invisible fields there, and that invisible field is going to grab some of the information about uh, about the link that they came in through, and so this gets a little bit technical, but every single ad that I place on LinkedIn, I encode it with special parameters that lets me identify where that traffic came from, uh, what ad specifically sent it, and uh, and you know what audience it's targeting and what the messaging says. And so, um, because you have this invisible field in your form, um, the customer doesn't know that that information is being passed. But when it passes, it goes. You know, maybe it goes to your sales team so they can follow up, but it also goes into your CRM, like I mentioned Salesforce before, and and then it creates a record for that person. So now you you know you have, uh, let's say the CMO of Coke is now in your system. You know that the first interaction was her downloading a white paper, and and then you know every subsequent interaction, every email that you send out, you can uh, your sales team can uh, can notate it in the account. Um, and kind of go on from there. And so eventually when she closes a deal, um, you're going to have this list of here are all the activities. She originated from LinkedIn. Uh, she downloaded two more pieces of content off the site. She came in from a paid search ad three months later, and then she closed. And so you have this this whole vision, and it's really important to be able to track all of that because now you, you know you know, what, how each piece 
piece of your spend contributed, and so you'll know whether to optimize and spend more on LinkedIn or less, or more on AdWords or less. Mm, I love it, because we know what gets measured gets managed. <laughs> So true. Yeah. And I love that, that you were saying that you, you've basically got a history. And, you know, in the olden days when we had index cards, we would have written notes. And, uh, and now this is all done invisibly and uh, online. I love it. <laughs> exactly. We are really spoiling our sales teams now by uh, basically taking all their notes for them. It's, uh, it's making them lazy, but hopefully much, much more efficient. Okay, now this is something that I've not heard of before with these invisible fields. So for our listeners out there, um, if they don't have that facility within their organisation, then who do they look for? You know, what, what are they looking for to, to find somebody that can help them with that? Yeah, it's a good question. I, I think um, most of the landing page software that I've seen, whether it's leadpages.net or uh, or many of the others, have this functionality built right in. Um, so I, I, I think it's pretty common. It's one of those ones that you're not going to find unless you're actively looking for it, and you're not going to actively look for it unless you know that it exists. But um, So most of the software I, I know out there will do it, mm -hmm. um, but I know for sure something like leadpages.net does. Okay, great. All right. So if anybody's using that, then all they have to find out now is about these invisible fields. And so um, we've really looked at, again, as I've said, the, the sales process and what we were talking about is how to profit and particularly today from LinkedIn. And so you've given us your checklist, you've given us the do's and don'ts, you've given us the parameters around uh, what it works best for. And now you are t also saying that you have your own consultancy organisation. So in the few minutes that we've got left, tell us a little bit about that because you, you didn't always do this. You know, you, you were talking about your first job where you begged that guy for an uh, internship. Yeah, so I, I started out doing digital marketing, you know, like I said, about 10 years ago, and, and I got started doing search engine optimization and Google AdWords, and, you know, worked several jobs doing in-house marketing and, and several doing agencies, and, and really felt like I knew what I was doing. And here about five years ago, I got recruited into a larger technology company to run all of their digital marketing. And you know, I was feeling like I was pretty hot stuff at that point. Uh, this was like the job that was the envy of all of me, my colleagues. It was a great growing company. And I went in to go talk to the CMO on the first day, and I laid out my plan for each of the digital marketing channels. And she said, okay, all that sounds great. Go ahead and execute. But just so you know, we just started a pilot using LinkedIn advertising. See what you can do with it. Huh. And to her, I said, oh, yes, ma'am, absolutely. And uh, I turned around and started laughing because, you know, I, I felt like I was pretty hot stuff. I, I, you know, I'm a veteran of digital marketing, and I'd never even heard of LinkedIn ads. Like, it might as well have not even existed. And uh, so, you know, I went in really to keep the egg off my face and jumped into the platform and started trying to figure it out. And within about two weeks, one of the sales guys came up to me and said, AJ, we don't know what you're doing, but we love your leads. Keep it up. And I got this feedback from the sales team, you know, every month for two and a half years. And so finally, you know, after about two years, I was thinking, uh, 
there, there's really something to this. No one is out there talking about LinkedIn advertising, and you know, whenever I have an issue and I Google it, no one's out there publishing, no one's out there speaking about it. Uh, maybe that person should be me. And so for about the last six months, I, I spent the time like trying to convince my wife. We're very financially conservative people. Um, spend the time trying to convince her that it's okay to go without a salary and you know we should pursue this opportunity and finally got the guts to do it and uh, yeah, that's been a little over two years ago but we've uh, as true to the name of your podcast we really have reclaimed our freedom and I don't think I could ever go back to work in corporate ever again it's been you know fantastic <laughs> yes, we become unemployable not because we can't do things but <laughs> we, we can't be told. <laughs> That is absolutely true. I never want someone else to plan my schedule for me. My schedule has to be my own now. <laughs> I love it. Um, but what you might find too, AJ, and, and please do be mindful of this, that because we love what we do, we can often spend 24 hours a day, seven days a week doing it. And uh, and so, you know, we do need to employ other people to do some of the stuff that we need to delegate. So. <laughs> oh yeah, hiring my first full-time hire was the best thing that's ever happened to me in my life. I I totally with you on that. Yeah. Okay. Well, once again, we're out of time, and look, we could go on learning and talking business and LinkedIn for uh, on and on and on. So thanks so much, AJ. That was absolutely fascinating today, and so generous, and uh, lots of easy to implement tips for using LinkedIn advertising. So how about that, listeners? <laughs> You're welcome. Such great strategies to help you profit from using LinkedIn advertising. And if you have more profits, you can free yourself up. And just before I close off, if you wanted to get that checklist from AJ, then go to B2, that's the number two, linked.com. So free yourself up so that you too can continue to create your ideal business lifestyle. Thank you for joining Shirley Dalton and her amazing guest this week on Reclaim Your Freedom. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 1 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time for another edition on the Voice America Business Channel. Until then, relax just a bit and have a great week. Enjoy the upcoming weekend and we'll see you here for the next show. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.